Hello, everybody. My name is Kenton David Bell, and I am your host here on Soul Food and Fuel for Your Life, where we discuss metaphysical, spiritual life hacks to help you create the best life ever. So, in today's show, we are going to talk about a few different topics that interweave together. One of the first topics that I think is probably one of the most important topics in our current world today has to do with what I call mysticism. Now, Mysticism used to be a big part of Christianity years ago before the church got a hold of that, got a hold of it. As a matter of fact, Christians believed in reincarnation. You go back to uh, the beginning of Christianity, which I wouldn't say was uh, Christ, but the Essenes were very much Christian-based. And then evolving from that, Christianity for a long time believed in the process of reincarnation, as do many cultures and beliefs still, especially in the East, Eastern Indian, Hinduism, Buddhism, as we all know, uh, still practice and believe these ideas, the tenets of reincarnation. Now, when the church got a hold of Christianity in its pure form and began to politicalize it and weaponize it, they took the idea of reincarnation out of it. One of the reasons for this is that they they uh, believed in a political, uh, weaponized thinking process at the time that this would mean you don't have to obey, you don't have to get everything right in this lifetime. You could figure it out in the next few lifetimes. So it gave them the uh, ability to lead with fear when they would say, oh, you have this one lifetime, to get it right. And if you don't, well, you go to hell, basically. So this was the power, the leverage of fear that the powers that be that were mostly political, not truly spiritual, they were masked in a spiritual religious cloak, but indeed they were actually more political and trying to control to a very great success the populace at that time, depending on where you lived. Now, mysticism itself is an interesting aspect of who we all are. Personally, I believe we need mysticism back in our world more than ever. It is time for many of us to embrace what I call the modern mystic. Why is that? Well, the mysticism, I think in many ways, is 
oh, I guess you could almost liken it to a essential multivitamin that keeps the system healthy. Now, I'm going to make a few statements here, and I want to be really clear. I'm not against religion. Uh, I don't personally believe in it a whole lot. I know many people who are uh, very staunchly religious, who I have great respect for, a high regard, and I think that they're absolutely awesome, wonderful people. So that being said, most of our religion, especially here in the West, is almost what I would call anemic or brittle. You know, they have very narrow views and a lot of judgment. And in certain ways, the whole trajectory of modern religion has kind of put themselves in a cul-de-sac. They've let them, they've, they've kind of led themselves into a cul-de-sac where there's no way out at this point. And that's why we're seeing so much of this anger, projection. Uh, everybody else is evil, but them, they know what's right. Everybody else is wrong. Whether it be, oh, for instance, you know, the extremists like the Taliban, ISIS, or even our fundamental Christians in, in this country, the United States of America. They're almost just as bad as some of these other extreme groups. As a matter of fact, we see that's where we get uh, the extreme domestic terrorism as well. And a lot of this has to do with the absence, I believe, of mysticism. Mysticism is that undefinable quality of God, the mystery of God, that if not embraced, what occurs is the egoic mind, which likes to shrink things down, begins to take over and people have been bamboozled into the idea that their religion is right and even righteous. And that all others who do not think that way are the problem. It is the mysticism that is actually needed now to help us move forward with all the changes that are occurring on the planet. Now, fortunately, I've had many experiences in mysticism. As a matter of fact, I call myself a bit of a mystic. I have uh, a few different qualities in me, I would say. I have the mystic in me. I have uh, a little bit of magician. I have the Christ. I actually have a very close relationship with uh, what I call the Christ. That is not necessarily the same as the Jesus Christ that these fundamental Christians speak about and pontificate on. As a matter of fact, if you think about it, <laughs> so many out there in this day and age right here in our own country in the United States of America, 
and other Western countries, but I'm talking about our country right here, right now, that you can see that they've used the word of Christ, the idea of who Christ was, and have actually weaponized it. Christ was about one thing and one thing only, really, and that was love, love and acceptance. And so what's going on is in these more, uh, let's call it uh, rigid, I always think of it as rigid and brittle, um, pontificators, uh, preachers, leaders, religious leaders who think this way are actually very brittle and they don't have within their own awareness the ability to access that which is needed in this case i'm going to kind of lightly frame it as mysticism in order to grease the wheels for their own awareness to move forward in a time of great change that we are in now now i am going to make a a a statement here And I want to be very clear about it. And it is about the political and I'm even going to say religious divide in our country at the moment. And we are in this time of great shift. And it is important that we begin to learn how to roll with that shift. Every single thing that you have come to count on, everything in your life that is count onable, with the exception of love, is going to be challenged drastically and probably most likely dissolved, fall down, destroyed, however you want to look at it. But what's really going on there is our consciousness is in the process of changing. And so the systems we have in place are based on old consciousness. Now, Those who are able to roll with the changes are going to be more than fine. And that's the key there, being able to roll with the changes. Things are changing always, even before we got into this big shift. You know, the old saying, the one thing that's always inevitable is change. And it's true. You can never go back. We are always evolving. It is the nature of, of the organism, and I say organism that in, that I'm referring to as the entire uh, human species. Now, it's moving forward whether you're on board or not. One of the things with these more fundamental groups that became that become very adamant in their thinking and their beliefs, and that rigidity, you can almost feel the rigidity and the brittleness in them. And they just don't know how to change. For instance, President Trump, uh, you know, his slogan, Make America Great Again. Well, first of all, you can never go back. You can never go back and try to make things great again. You only can move forward and make them better. But the reason that that appealed to his base so much is because there is so much fear about 
their inability to conceive of how they needed to change. That they stuck to the idea of going back and making things back again in a way and a fashion that made them comfortable. But as history shows us, well, history might rhyme, but it does not necessarily repeat. So it's time to embrace the mystic within each and every one of us. The Essenes, ancient Essenes, where uh, Jesus came from, from the group that Jesus came from, the inner circle of the Essenes, Joseph and Mary were Essenes. And a lot of their beliefs are actually not so different than some of the more correct uh um, metaphysical spiritual beliefs today. You could find some of their beliefs in things such as A Course in Miracles. You could find it in uh, oh, Law of Attraction material has some of that as well. They believe that you could manifest and working directly with Source, with God. And that's what we're teaching here too, is deliberate creation and manifestation. That is actually in all of us. That's in our DNA if we're able to awaken it for ourselves. But one of the main keys that's necessary here, again, is the mystic. For instance, uh, one of my big um, influences, and I don't know if I would call him a guru, but to some extent he was. He passed away in, I think it was 2010 now. Uh, was uh, Sai Baba, and he had a lot of mysticism in him, in him. And Sai Baba was known for materializing things out of thin air. He literally would, oh, there's uh, a couple cases at least where he reanimated dead bodies, literally brought the dead back to life. So very much like Christ would do. As a matter of fact, I'm quite certain that the man who was Christ was a mystic deep down inside. As a matter of fact, with where we're moving into now, if you really want to be able to manifest, manifest your life deliberately with love and in a way that complements your soul's purpose and expression, you're going to need some mysticism in there. Mysticism, you can think of as the grease that greases the wheels, keeps them lubricated of reality. Now, I'll talk about it probably in some future uh, episodes of my podcast, but also um, I'll be teaching some more advanced level courses on how to incorporate the mystic into your life. This is a very important aspect to have right now that will help you clear things, help you move forward, help you see clearly. It will help you uh, get clear on what it is you want to manifest. As a matter of fact, in certain ways, just the pure thinking of uh, 
law of attraction, the thoughts, you know, aligning with your source and how you feel about those thoughts is becoming somewhat of a limited way to manifest as we're going through these changes. So if some of you have been practicing law of attraction for years and you found it working very, very well, and all of a sudden you might feel at your like you're at a standstill, part of the reason is because the mysticism aspect is missing. Once again, this is the undefinable aspect of God. This is not a part of the divine that you can think into alignment with. It is a part of the divine that when you open in your heart and intent and allow it to come through, it will. It has dominion over you. You never have dominion over it. Like we uh, often think here in the West when we're creating, deliberately creating through techniques such as law of attraction and, oh, Napoleon Hill, think and grow rich or Bob Proctor's work, all wonderful stuff, wonderful, wonderful stuff. But in a lot of the teachings, just like the movie The Secret itself, they're leaving out this aspect of mysticism. For instance, going back to Sai Baba, he was known for literally creating things out of thin air. He would wave his hand right in front of you and sacred ash that they referred to as Vibhuti would start spilling out of his hands. I actually had some Vibhuti for years. I don't have it anymore. And I have been to India to sit at the foot of Sai Baba well, not right next to him because the audiences were in the thousands every day. But it is said that Sai Baba had over, oh, they don't know for sure, but at least over a billion devotees, including many heart surgeons and doctors. And some of the heart surgeons who were devotees to Sai Baba would report they could feel Sai Baba come through them to perform the surgeries often. As a matter of fact, in Puttapari, where Sai Baba lived, they had a hospital there with about the highest success rate of cardiac healing in the whole country of India. And all the doctors that practiced there were devotees of Sai Baba. So, uh... (laughs) One of the examples of a mystic in our country that you'll be shocked uh, when I say who it is. He's very, very well known, known as a very, very high end, if not the most high end life coach in our uh, Western world, maybe the world itself. And, but he has mysticism in him. He even uh, professes not to be spiritual. But who I'm talking about is Tony Robbins, the life coach. Um, and he, I'm sure you would probably laugh if he heard this, but he does have that quality of mysticism in it, in him. And, uh, I've never been to a Tony Robbins workshop. I've known many people who have, uh, my last ex-wife 
actually worked very closely with him. And I've met a lot of people who've known him and worked closely with him as well. But one thing I can tell you is Tony has the ability to manifest and shift realities in a way that only someone with that quality of mysticism in them is able to do. I I would, I would uh, love to hear Tony's response to what I just said there. Now, I also have a lot of the mystic in me. And because of that, it's given me the ability to um, move through the world in a way that uh, most people um, are not aware that they might have the potential to also do that. And I'm not putting myself up on a pedestal here and making myself extra special. It's just an awareness I have. And I believe I've probably have been a mystic and a mystical guru and teacher and sage and yogi in many past lives. I'm sure of that because I came in with this. It's something that I've known for a long time that was in me. A lot of people might call it, oh, you know, it has flavors of imagination in it. But we don't really understand the true nature of imagination. For instance, when you say, oh, imagination, that's child's play, that's not for adults, right there, you are literally shutting down or could be shutting down uh, aspect of mysticism within yourself. As Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge. And he was referring to something along these lines, I believe. Another way to look at it is where we go into communion with the divine when we are in our mystical state and self. Another great teacher, Carolyn Miss, Mace is how she says it actually, I believe. She has a lot of the mystic in her as well. And I've studied a little bit with her years ago. She's an incredible teacher. Uh, she used to be a nun. Um, probably many of you know her who I'm, who are listening to this. But her work is also based a lot in the mo- what I would call the modern mystic. And she's incredibly powerful. And if you really want to shift reality and shift reality for the better with love, grace, and ease, you're going to want to begin to embrace the mystic within you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to bring back the mysticism. It's time to bring back the mystic within each and every one of you. Well, you might ask, well, how how do we do this, Kenton? Part of it is intention alone. I believe that in most of us, it's hidden away in our DNA. It's hidden in our genetics. It's hidden in our astral layer of our uh, auric field, the fourth layer. I believe it's in each and every one of us, but it's been dormant. I believe that the mystic is the freeing of the fear that holds people stuck. Listen to that again. 
I believe that the mysticism that is in each and every human being that is mostly laying dormant is the key to unlocking the fear within the astral body and the astral realm that shall set us free. The uh, definition in Wikipedia and the internet, little things I found, define mysticism as that which is hidden or the initiate as in the mystic initiate. One of the things I find is um, when you stay in what we call beginner's mind, like I know nothing, and it is in that place that we're able to begin to access the mystic and the mysticism through our beingness, through the astral, through the heart, but it cannot be accessed through the head. It cannot be understood by the egoic mind. The egoic mind is in opposition to that which is the mystic. The mystic is expansive. The mystic understands the expansion and expansiveness of the cosmos and what's possible. Where the egoic mind shrinks these ideas down and really usually dismisses them as being ridiculous and not based in reality. And as we're going through these shifts at this time on the planet, this mysticism is necessary to get us out of that egoic mind that keeps us trapped. That lets us uh, believe that there is no way forward. You bring in the mystic, the mysticism within, all of a sudden, a huge, wide range, and I would say infinite possibilities begin to show up. So if you're truly interested, go ahead, Google mysticism, read about it a little bit. Uh, We will be talking about it again in the future. This is just a short little podcast today. I felt moved to talk about mysticism. Uh, Today's Labor Day. It is 10.30 a.m. here on a beautiful Sedona sunny morning. I love you all, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I wish you all a wonderful day a prosperous life, and eternal happiness. I am Kenton David Bell, and you've been listening to Soul Food and Fuel for Your Life. Aloha. Hey, if you've enjoyed this podcast and some of my other podcasts, I would encourage you to go to my website, www.kentondavidbell.com. And check it out, or perhaps you want to uh, do some intensive transformational soul-evolving work with me. I'm typically working these days with um, kind of people who are really expanding their lives, a lot of entrepreneur types, a lot of uh, some public figures, people who are game changers out in the world. And um, if that feels like it's you, you might be a perfect fit for this work. So don't hesitate to give me a call, 928-274-2026. And we'll chat and we'll see if you are a match 
for the work I offer. Have a wonderful day. Goodbye.